Alrighty, good morning everyone. It is good to be with you today uh, for Still Growing in Grace. Uh, I love doing these uh, weekly or bi-weekly, however we end up doing them, uh, programs. So we're on week 72 right now. Um, we began this about a year and a half ago-ish in that ballpark. And uh, these are these are uh, discussions or topics, uh, when, especially when we have a group discussion like today with Bill Thrasher and Richard Murray. Um, we get to uh, you know banter back and forth uh, from our different perspectives. Uh, some weeks we'll be teaching on a topic, um, but today we're going to do part two of uh, growing pains, and this is a really cool discussion on what it means to grow. Uh, in as far as First John's concerned, when it talks about uh, uh, speak to you children, to speak to you younger to speak to you who are mature and the three stages or levels of growth that are there <clears throat> those aren't the only ones but those are pretty good ones to to begin thinking about so let's go into part two if you didn't hear part one uh, go visit stillgrowinggrace.ca you'll see the links there uh, or just look in the description of this uh, this uh, live video and you will see uh, the links to it all um, and I think you'll be really encouraged so let's let's get into this part two discussion I think you'll really enjoy it all right here we go back in <laughs> all right time to jump back into our first uh, john 2 12 to 14 um i'm with uh richard murray and bill thrasher having a conversation about the stages of growth um not that there are exactly three stages or anything like that there's many many more or different ways to view it which is important to know uh, especially if you come from a uh, a western world of thinking and cubby holes where there's absolute boxes you got to go through this and that's not the case at all so we were let me just show the scriptures that we covered last time i won't read the whole thing but we're talking about um first john where it says i speak to you children because you know you're forgiven i speak to the mature because you know him who's been from the beginning and i speak to you to the young who've won your battle with the evil one so that's we can come back to that again later but uh i like where we were ending with last time on these levels or acknowledging the journey of growth and not try to hang on to this, the revelations that we get as, and we build a church around it. Right. Cause it's that, that may not be what it's for. So what do you guys, what do you guys build a religion around it? And we label it church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think uh, when you were talking about the three stages, it's just like, I instantly thought of uh, Egypt the wilderness and the promised land, right. you know, that, and in each of those stages, God was working in them, you know, God was working deliverance, God getting them out, getting them in, you know, through the Passover and all that, uh, you know, which, which obviously all points to Christ, various aspects of, you know, of, of, of our forgiveness, salvation, all that. But um, then in the wilderness, you know, there's some languishing going on and they're really battling out there. They're battling a lot of things, trying to destroy them, including themselves. And then, uh, you know, in the promised land, at least conceptually, they're supposed to be there to find rest and peace and, and maturity. And uh, so it's not it's just it's just three metaphors, you know, three metaphors for us to use to look at uh, to look at growth. And and I was thinking about, you know, people will tell you that word perfect in the New Testament. Really, a lot of places that word it means mature. Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't it be just be something if what we're called to is not to be perfect. We're called to be mature. Okay. Yeah. And we are called to that. Yeah. In fact, yeah. let, let me, let me, you just teased me. I'm going to throw up a verse because um, there's two of them I want to share with you that I think are really, really cool. Uh, see if I did it right. I did. Okay, here we go. Share screen. Go back to this. Oh, please. Did it work? 
Oh, it didn't work. Or did it? Oh, darn. Fine. Give me one sec. Sorry. Here we go. Okay. So Galatians 4.19 says, Oh, my dear children, I feel as though I'm going through the labor pains for you again, that they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. And ASB says fully formed in you, which is really good. Ephesians uh, 4.13 is, and I'll look for the NASB for now for time. Until we attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the son of God to a mature man it says man but person to the measure of stature which belongs to the fullness of christ so uh, your wording there was important when you said that it, it's about being mature not perfect it, as in our western understanding of perfect yeah which we attribute, we attribute to law right always <laughs> right right yeah. right and i think i'll get to a point at the end but you'll have to remind me to come back to the i think the, we're going to end on something today that's going to like be like boom cool uh, i don't want to ruin it yet uh because i think that that maturity leads us to an unexpected place if we get back into these paradoxes of, of beauty that that are you know so so mind-blowing I and mean, you you mentioned in our last session that we'll never get all of god right we can't there's no end to the growth here. And that's one of those points. Um, and we, last time we were talking uh, about, you know, where this place of deconstruction leads us. I love the metaphor you use. It's kind of a river we all have to cross, right? Um, it's our pubescence. <laughs> you know, it, it, every, every child that becomes an adult has to go through this awkward stage of transformation, right? And for you know, some of us that's more awkward than others, as you can see. Um, <laughs> right. But, but it's meant to lead us somewhere. It's meant to lead us somewhere. And I wanted to ask you, and I have some thoughts on it, you know, the, this, this maturing, when we get to the adulthood, the, the grown up stage of our faith, what do you want to call it? What's, what's the point? Right? Like if we're able to attain that in some level, way, shape, or form inside of this life, inside of temporality, what, what, is, what is going on there? Uh, my first reaction is no judging. Our judgment mm -hmm. of everything and everyone comes to an end um, because we look at the young adults and go, they're just teenagers. Ugh. You know, we understand that. And we don't use adult language with them, mature phrases to help them understand. We don't speak to children, young children about the reproductive world because they can't handle that. Like this is about recognizing and embracing where people are at instead of trying to change them. Love no it. judgment, right? This, this idea of judging, we've got to make them more like me or oh, they're wrong. I better help them. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I posted something a while back. I, I, um, it's a short post, but I, I said, uh, we aren't to become clone replicas of Christ, but rather unique, differentiated and improvisational expressions of him. Hmm. That is a huge distinction. Religion produces shallow, hollow, and fallow robotic clones. Spirituality, by contrast, produces fertile, varied, and resonant extensions of Christ adjusted and adapted to our own personalities and our own circumstances. Mm. Jesus set us free to be ourselves, our upgraded selves, our unique selves, our authentic selves, and we might add today our mature selves. Mm. You know, and so this isn't going to, and that that's, that's, um, you know, the homogenized image that everyone is supposed to be the same person in Christ, that Christ is one person. You know, 
it blows my mind that you can look at the New Testament and you can see Paul's personality largely. You can see Peter's. John's. You can see John's. But Jesus, there's a pixelation over him that that he you can't quite take a measure of him. You know he's speaking love and you know he's speaking love, but a light. And but there's like so many things coming out of him that you know that he somehow it can, can all roads lead to him. All our personalities lead to him. All our variances and the differences in us lead to them. But we've got to keep moving. I mean, we've got to keep maturing, you know, and keep growing in that. And 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 the more we mature, the less we worry. You know, that's that that, that to me is is the sign of maturity is is that you don't have, you know, that you don't have that worry that you know that worry. Uh, that you had when you were young, the anxiousness of it. But you, you know God's good, even though you may not be, even though you may not, even though you may be stumbling left and right, you know God's good. And the anchor of that just brings so much, you know, so much more stability. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I felt like that post was, uh, whatever maturity is, I know one thing it is, is, it's welcoming our differences. It's acknowledging them and giving each other elbow room to grow and to be their own, you know, they may be adamant about each one of us are adamant about different things. The three of us. I mean, we have a lot of common things we're adamant about. But, you know, the, the further we get into other people, they're adamant about things we're not adamant about. But you know what? I may need to become adamant about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope you won't mind me sharing real quick. But I oh, mean, we, yes. we, we were talking earlier about this guy that's going around uh, for a Kansas City uh, pastor who's going around just saying horrible things, preaching horrible things about women about how they should dress sexually for their husbands and submit to them and doing all this, whether they feel like it or not. I mean, it's misogynistic to the hill. And, you know, I saw this on my thread, uh, a Facebook friend of mine posted it, but, and I saw it, two or three Facebook friends posted it and, but they were all women. And my first thought was, why aren't men posting this? You know, men should be posting this. We should be policing our own misogyny, you know, because if we don't do it, we're being we're we're consenting to it by our silence, you know, at least on a level. I'm not saying, you know, but I'm saying by us not being alarmed by it, by us not entering into their uh, into their uh, uh, um, fervor against it. You know, I, I think women need to know that th these guys that talk this way don't speak for all of us. And um, that uh, but I see that as a sign of maturity. You know, because it's not one of my issues by nature. It should be. And I'm, I'm here confessing to y'all. It should be. And but I ask myself, these women are alarmed at this, but I'm not alarmed at it. I mean, I am conceptually, but I'm I'm not, you know, alarmed. As soon as you listen to it, you're alarmed. It's like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. OK, so you are alarmed. aware, though, of the conscientiousness that that's still a real thing in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Very real yeah. thing. I know that, that that is being posted by men and women in multiple groups uh, where it's talked about differently instead of public public. Cause I think it's, it's, it's not everywhere, but it's very dangerous in the church world and still sitting there. And we don't realize that. And very and that, immature. I mean, it's, it's, well, that's what it is. It's, it's a perfect picture of child and they're, they're called preachers. Yes. Yeah, that girl has cooties, and I don't like her, and so I'm going to tell her what to do, right? I mean, that's a childish metaphor, but we've all been in that stage. Well, where... they'd be furious if they saw them, if, we, if they heard us speaking of them as children in faith, because they think by having a platform, they're now up at the, the adult level. And yet, I know for me, I've got different levels in my own life that I'm, I'm more mature on certain things, really immature on some other things, you know, like... 
I sure. see this. I, I'm a flow of all of them somehow, depending on what's going on sometimes. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, you know, with, with everything that's going on, you know, with the racial issues and the racial tensions and everything else, you know, the one, one, one thing I hope I'm maturing at is I'm understanding the power of lamentations. You know, people need to lament, uh, people who have been victimized, different groups, these things that they're expressing are lamentations. And, and I, you know, I've noticed a lot of Christians, you know, Paul said, uh, mourn with those who mourn. Um, and, but we compete with them. A lot of Christians, Mm -hmm. if you you say, Hey, you know, you're mourning with this group, you you know, you're mourning for black lives matter, whatever it is, you know, racial sensitivity, you mourn for that. Well, why aren't you mourning for the abortion issue? And it's just so, it's just so tone deaf. It's (sighs) immature. That is, that is teenage angst right there. That is not maturity. We should be lamenting with each other because when we start empathizing with these lamentations, if it's of women, you know, if it's, you know, various racial uh, groups, uh, any group that's victimized, we should be, as Jesus was, lamenting, entering into their lamentations and suffering with them um, and, and, and mourning with their mourning instead of judging it and competing with it. I, that is the most immature thing that I have seen Christians do in the last two years is competing with other people's lamentations. That is so petty and, and just immature. Yep. I agree. I think there's so much, um, let's say the church is so immature right now that they need to grow up and learn to be fully formed into Christ. They don't even know who Christ is. They don't know his love. They don't know know his forgiveness. They have this false gospel, so to speak, of the system. They think the system is is the thing, right? Uh, I want to show you guys a picture. And my intent is not to talk about my church, but my church, Hope Fellowship, has a logo that I just realized flows from this conversation. And I'm going to throw it up on the screen for you a sec, but this, this just reminded me of why, why I'm here as a pastor. Um, so we use this idea of the, of the seed, the sapling, and the tree, child, young adult, adult. So the seed, you know, is the beginning. The, the sapling is, needs protection to grow. But then once you take root, you become shade for people. You become uh, a swing, like you can put a swing on the rope on the on the uh, branches, to, so there can be play under there. It also reproduces. Okay, that's the key of adulthood: that reproduction. Wow! Wow! So, what are we supposed wow. to reproduce? That's the good. Of Christ yeah, and others. I think you're right. As an adult, be fruitful and multiply. Right? We were told that as as one of our things, and there's obviously a biological kind of component to that. That part's fun. yeah but but even moreover i mean there's a there's a huge spiritual component to that right uh you've talked about many times richard that that everyone is pregnant with christ right and and, seed yeah and 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 encouraging and and helping maturate that knowledge and identity and having that be birthed out of them upwelled out of them upsprung out of them into a conscientiousness that that begins to take over, right? The capturing of every thought, the renewing of the mind, all of those, all of those good little things, and and we we turn from that, and I think some of that we you know, we go through that adolescence and into the adult, and all of a sudden, I mean, within reason, I'm a I'm a productive adult at this phase in time in my life, right? And you know, I work a lot. This is my season of work. My mom's talked about this, that, you know, in my, between your 
35 and 55, those are your productive years as an adult. And in and, and the more literal sense, I'm carrying heavy burdens. I am. And, and, the and bills are the highest right now. <laughs> right. And then I'm, I'm the vice president of a company and we have 50 people that work for us almost. And they have, I mean, there's a hundred kids that literally, you know, their mouths are being fed by me making sure that we have good work ahead of us and marine structured right. We have, you know, the, the process is in place and I, I'm carrying a burden and Jesus, but Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. But we begin to start to carry the loads of Christ. Okay, pick up your cross, right? Follow yeah. me. And, you know, there's a season where we actually begin to work and, uh, and, and we, we, we start to see things like Neo did in the matrix, not as this, you know, binary thing, but at this, this malleable thing and miracles begin to happen because of our faithfulness and favor surrounds us. And we don't even know why we're not doing anything. And yet it, it's almost gravitating toward us. And I think as we spiritually mature, potentially in our alignment, hopefully in our alignment with physical maturation, um, those components kind of start to tie into it as well. And then people start to see us differently. I've used this line from, from my history in, in institutional churches. I, I truly believe that most of the people that I've have friendships and relationships with, I've, I don't burn bridges. I just, that's not, it's never been a, a point of my, my walk and how I, I want to be known and, and to know people. Um, I'm definitely not in the stage of relationship of, of intimacy I was with people in some of those prior generational moments of my growth. Um, I don't judge them for where they're at. They like me. They just don't fully understand me anymore. <laughs> I confuse them because somewhere along the line, I, I got that diploma, metaphorically speaking, and I went to college and they're still kind of hanging out in high school and that's okay. I, you know, um, I guess I, just to get to a point, you know, that, that we can still be friends and have that transition and, and you might leave a collective and move on to a new, a new place, but we don't have to burn the bridge yeah. <laughs> behind us that yeah. took us there, right? That's good. All right. I left you speechless. <laughs> well, no, it's good because it's, it's it's taking this concept of of stages and metaphors. The metaphors can be used in multiple places. So many right? different ways. Well, and I think there's a step after that. And and and, and I know Richard and I have had this discussion. Um, at, so my, again, my father, maybe maybe your parents, if they're blessed to still be alive, or or your spiritual parents, there's an eldership too, spiritually speaking, past even I think adulthood right, where we may be out of this season of active productivity. Like, you know, and again, there's spiritual manifestations of this and there's, there's physical manifestations where, where we enter a season of, of kind of slowdown. And, 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 but we're just so darn comfortable in our understanding and knowledge of the goodness of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So you're not threatened by anything else. You're not, and you don't yeah, feel like you have to work that? your butt off anymore. And you've 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 kind of earned your uh, your treasures in heaven. And that's not talking about some place up in the sky. That's talking about it filled our hearts with the joys of all those productive years, all the relationships we've made, 
all the all the blessings we've been able to sow and remembrance of those things they're they don't go away they're here forever and now we get to just kind of sit back in a rocking chair and watch the watch the teenagers zip by on their scooters. we're not that old <laughs> <laughs> right? but eldership is a hugely important component of the church that i think is often misapplied yeah i tell you one one thing i i feel with the you know, the Lord wants, um, the Lord wants a quality work, you know, he, he's in the Thomas, you know, Thomas's story is so important for me because it really shows that we want a religion in our, in our carnality that we can see, we can see miracles. I, I believe it when I see it, we want to see external manifestations. And the whole thing about maturity for me, uh, I think is, is that you really become the opposite of that. You don't look for external manifestations at all. We've been trained by it. And if an external manifestation didn't happen in a meeting, well, guess what? The meeting was a failure. It was yeah. an utter failure. God didn't move. It's an addiction yet, to manifestations. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, an, it's idolatrous, really. And it's shallow. I mean, the important thing is it's worthy of a younger. And listen, when we're teenagers, did I like miracles when I was a teenager? I sure did. Did I like prophetic words? I sure did. Did I like speaking in tongues? I sure did, you know, as a teenager. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, you know, I, I still speak in tongues now and again, but I mean, it's not, but that was my focus when I was a teenager. Now, none of those things, you know, uh, can compare with just a prompting of the Lord that you feel in your heart or a recognition of him. Now you can recognize the Lord through those things too. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, if we put the external manifestations first, then that's a sign. I think that we have some maturing to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that yeah. So if we go back to this child, young adult, um, adult, um, we I think we touched on this two weeks ago, just briefly. That there's a focus for the child love of who am I in Christ. I I, I saw that part. That there's still value uh, in people knowing who they are in Christ because the focus is I. You know, that's what children, children are focused on, you know, them. And, and that's, that's not a bad thing and we make it bad. So when we misjudge people at their stages of life, see, that's where the judging goes away when you're, when you're a, a parent, so to speak. Right. Yeah. But for young children, they're focused on who am I in Christ? So it's me, 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 me. That's nice. But then as you continue to grow, suddenly your shift comes off of you and goes on to Christ. Who is Christ in me? So there's the, it's a flip that happens, but then in the adult stage, I think it's a more of a, a focus of our union and oneness with all. It's like, mm -hmm. what, you know, and that's where the judgment goes away because we see mm -hmm. the light of Christ in all and don't see each other after the flesh actions or ego anymore. We see each other in union yeah. that will blow anybody's mind. That's good. And that goes back to what Bill was saying about the, uh, you know, the leadership, you know, as you mature, you get to, you know, place, you understand Paul's apostleship. He viewed these churches big. I mean, he, he you know, he was, he was looking, he had that unity, you know, uh, that unity vision. Maybe that's a sign of an apostle really is that inclusiveness, yeah. you know, it, that is that bigger picture of the body of everybody. Even when he goes to Athens, he has that, you know, and he, he tells them, you know, he's telling them, Hey, the unknown God is our God. We're all in this together. As your old poets have said, we're all in this together. I'm having a hard time with people who give themselves titles um, yeah. lately. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that. And I don't want to talk about it in the negative way here, but man, I just, it's like, do you think the title then gives you a ranking? 
Um, Because usually when you, if you're going to have influence, you're going to have influence, not by the title. So I don't know. I love the the way that Paul referred to himself as the chief sinner. You know, (laughs) he kind of started off maybe hanging on a little bit to that apostolic designation and then by the end of the game when he's matured he says i'm the chief center well you just just touched on something richard that's so important and it is it just i think it's important we just mention it here paul if we read the scriptures as these dead letter static things Paul's the same from the moment he has his revelation to the moment he his last pen stroke strikes but that's not the case at all and if we do two seconds of research and kind of structure Paul's letters not in length of order, which is actually how they're stacked in the Bible. They're not chronological. And we start reading his chronological journey. You see it, a massive shift. What? There's a progressive revelation? I know. Even in Paul. Like, Paul didn't start the same place he ended. And that's such a beautiful thing. And we can, and Jesus, holy cow, didn't start the same place he ended, just like we said in our last session. He grew in his revelation of the Father, right? And that's, he was human. And God became human so that, you know, we could experience that same journey and become one with him as he's one. And so I think uh, there's just so many beautiful things that are coming out of here. One of the things I wrote, he said, Richard wrote something and read it, so I'm going to write something. Right now. So I'm, I'm mature. I'm mature like that. Um, I didn't, well, we have a five like, or six. We got about seven minutes ish in that ballpark. Yeah, so, so it's really short. It's well, as well because I know you had something you want to end with, and want to make well, sure. Well, this is going to tie into that. This is okay, good. That. This is. I'm doing the tie. Um, it was interesting. I wrote that this week, and I forgot we were doing this topic. So I think this is just apropos. But. Um, as an infant, we needed tenderness, constant attention, and the simplicity of loving milk to help us grow. Hmm. As an adolescent, oh, as a child, we needed discipline and strict boundaries, adding to the filling, adding the filling breads of grace and truth, maturing us in our upright walking adventures. As an adolescent, <laughs> we needed to experience the consequences and blessings of progressively added freedoms firsthand adding in the meats of logic and paradox so that we can wrestle with an uncertain and unexpected world. As an adult, these useful lessons and the fruits of our faith lead us into a season of productive works, and we pop open a bottle of finely aged wine, (laughs) easing our burdens and allowing us to laugh in tipsy joy despite our worldly co-sufferings. And as an elder, we feast on figs and honey and sweet delights resting in a mindset freed from all fear, operating from a wisdom far deeper than anything the ego of self can produce, offering our sage counsel to any ear willing to listen to what we've endured and witnessed. And what I want to say is you said the Egyptian story, the land of milk and honey. And, and I, I ended there with fi- figs and honey, but it takes us back to milk. See, our- I was just hoping you weren't going to say, oh, crack open a can of Ensure. well maybe it is but we go from innocence back to innocence that's the 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 story of faith is our maturity takes us from a place of codependency in innocence to interdependency in innocence bingo bingo independence every teenager strives for independence right right but that is not the goal although the media tells us it is it's our interdependence and oneness but it's part of the season of growth 
Correct. Right. But when they lock in and say, this is the ultimate, that's when their immaturity is revealed that only those who are more mature can possibly recognize that. That's right. I find, you know, you were talking about titles a minute ago, Mike, and I, that's what I find. The minute you assume a title is the minute you stop becoming it. You know, I, I don't know. That's not always true, but boy, it is true a lot. The minute you assume the title, it's, it's like you, you got to keep the title. Part of maturity, I think, is you get to a place of just when you don't need a title, you know. I, I you have no idea how much I agree with you on that because I have recognized in my own life in the last two, three years, um, that I thought I didn't realize I was heading towards trying to fulfill a title, a role, an expectation. And I was doing everything I could hard to make sure I achieve that. And so it can be seen by those who I love to respect. We all have titles. Mike, you're a pastor and you have, to, I know there's an element of that. That's real. I, I'm a but it's the one that overruns the base. It can. I'm, right. I'm a it's, vice president yeah. of my business. Right. But yeah. I'll tell you, I think my guys probably would agree that I'm one of the most immature in certain aspects, vice presidents that are out there, but because I have that childlike joy, right? Which comes from maturity. So, but, right? yeah. what, I was <laughs> what I was referring to is not so much the, the title. I'm not against titles. No, I agree. Uh, but for me, I had fine. built up this expectation in my head of something that was bigger and greater than I, than I really was. And it's like, I got humbled fast. And suddenly, as I surrendered the expectations and realized God, and this is one of the big things God showed me, instead of trying to reach and create something big and wide, love those who are in front of you at any given moment. And that changed everything. Where they're at. Right. That too. But yeah. for me, instead of looking around ADHD, you know, having a conversation, yeah, it's nice. What else? And constantly looking everywhere else and trying to manufacture relationships to get you in a strategic path. Now I get to just give that up and say, you know what? I'm not in charge of that path. I'm going to get to listen to Richard's heart on this mm -hmm. and Bill's heart. You know, if I'm at a long-term care home and I sit with a resident, I'm going to hear their heart for the next five, 10 minutes. And just love that person in front of me, not thinking, oh, when's lunch, right? Like this is, this is about the created one displaying himself in the creation in front of me that I am equal to. Yeah. And, and, and I think one way to look about titles too, is I don't see a title as something you wear. Mm -hmm. I think people wear the title and that that's where, where the, that that's the second that, that you give grounds to the enemy. That's a good to come way to put it make you exactly not that you step into the function of a, of a title you can step into it but you don't wear it and and then when you're not when you're not when you step into it that's only when there's a need if there's no need you don't step into it you're just who you are that's awesome that's great yeah. that's that. really good i like that that's really thank sage you advice of you <laughs> spice it up <laughs> <laughs> all right bill what did you want to wrap up uh with was well, that innocence, it? Innocence. That was it. That, that was a really well-written thing, awesome. by the way. Innocence, That's awesome. Innocence to innocence is, is this thing that hit me years ago. I wrote something else on that. I'll have to find it. Maybe I'll share it when you post this. I'll put the link in there, the innocence to innocence thing too, which, which is different than the one I shared today. But they're, they're, they're basically the same. You know, we go to, it's milk and honey, right? Uh, but it's, there's a secular part of this too, right? That, that, that cycle is not, when we end in our, maturity we we actually end in a paradoxical state of immaturity in a way right our well, hearts become light 
Or we, it, we just, yeah. And it's like getting back to the garden. You know, they yeah. started off in the garden. They were children. They didn't really know anything. That's right. right? But we, we, through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom of God back into that. But now, you know, we, we've matured and we understand what the issues we understand. We value it. And God's brought us to a place where we now value the garden, the interdependence, you know, that they, they could not hold on to. And we, and we don't stop maturing, right? There's constantly more to become aware of. I had a conversation this morning with a group and one of the individuals, uh, we, we were reading, uh, hearing about a story in the scriptures and uh, he never heard of the ending of that story before. And he's, he's, he's older than me. And just to have him light up, what? The union, the reunion of those two people. What? He never read that in scripture before. So that was like, you know what? Don't ever assume, you know, and don't get too comfortable because God's going to surprise you. <laughs> you know, we're, yeah, we're still growing. We're, there's more to learn for somebody else. So. Right. Right. And nothing ever turns out the way you expect it to. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus going out doing miracles. Who expected it to end up the way it did? Paul, you know, ended up by himself. You know, you never uh, life, you know, uh, I posted something by Sylvester Stallone the other day, you know, he would, they were asking him about the line that he kind of life punches you, you know, we're, we're going to get punched out here, you know, um, and, uh, but you, you keep on fighting and, and, you know, you keep on maturing and you keep not go down. That was his whole point. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you. This was a really fun conversation yeah. and, uh, I look forward to what we're going to cover next time because these are these are great. Amen. Everyone else, thank you for uh, joining in on this uh, conversation, and we look forward to doing many more. Have a really great week. Very. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. That was a lot of fun. It uh, went in all kinds of directions. It's interesting when you're having a discussion with multiple people that uh, it, the topic can go in directions you never thought it would go. And I love these uh, these two guys and, and their hearts. They're, they're an authentic uh, set of brothers that I just love. And I'm going to be interviewing more and more people. Um, you know, I'm, uh, this is not just about a single ministry or teacher or what. Um, and here in Canada, still growing in grace, uh, I think this is a great place to network uh, Canadians. Uh, but it's not just about Canada. This is about everyone still growing. None of us have arrived. There's so much to learn. And in fact, these, the, the topic of stages of growth, I love that topic. It, it, it's a good reminder that none of us have arrived. We're all growing, and we shouldn't be poking fun at everybody else's stages. Um, sometimes we shame those that are different stages of us, which only reveals the stage we're in. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite hilarious. So don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Think of yourself as humbled in Christ. This, this is how we're to love one another, non-judgmental, which opens a can of worms on a lot of topics. So anyway. I hope you'll join us again next week. Um, that quote that Bill Thrasher uh, read, he had it from a post on his Jesus Purpose group. You're, you're welcome to go over and, and like the group and join that group on Facebook. It's called The Jesus Purpose. You'll see the link uh, in the comments below or in the uh, description below. But I posted um, his, his quote in the comments and as a post uh, on this page. So uh, take a look and see if you can see those there. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to our next conversation next week. And uh, we'll see what topics we hit. And if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, 
email us, message us. Um, I, I, it's it's fun to have have a, an interesting topic because you never know where people are at. Like example, um, we've been dealing with a lot of deconstruction, reconstruction themes lately, and that's been going around a lot. And it's a really important one. And here's why it's super important um, for those not deconstructing. Who cares? But I think in the Christian church, in the Christian world, of Western world especially, there are a lot of individuals who are getting fed up with the system of religion, um, the controls of the church and hierarchy and patriarchy, all that stuff, and are revisiting themes and topics of scripture that they were not allowed to question. We're questioning them. I think it's important. I'm a pastor and I'm questioning everything. In fact, uh, I remember a couple of the big ones for me was um, knowing my identity in Christ. I didn't know I was forgiven. Are you kidding? This is like 20 years ago. I didn't know I was fully forgiven. I thought I was still dependent on me. And then I talked uh, with the next one of the things was uh, uh, my nature. Human, uh, do I have two natures? Uh, do I have an evil nature and uh, a spiritual nature, a good nature? Like, no, we have a singular nature. And unpacking that took a long time. Uh, the law and grace was a big one. Old covenant, new covenant. Uh, you name it. I got a huge list. And then, then we move into like end times. Can you believe? Ooh, did I just say that? Yes. A more hope-filled perspective on end times. How about hell? Can we revisit the topic of hell? Yes. What about LGTB, LGBTQ community? How do we view the topic of homosexuality in scripture? Listen, there's an, an eye-opening, eye-popping way to study this stuff and realize love wins. Love wins. Agape. Jesus himself wins. If it doesn't look like Jesus, don't believe it. Just because it's written down someplace. I think we got some learning to do and some stretching to do. I might get in trouble for it. So uh, I'm, I'm done with being controlled by the system anymore. However, I yield myself to Christ. I yield myself to being taught by Christ. And those that are around me that I trust and love, they'll correct me. I got good people around me. I'm teachable. I'm very teachable, but I'm not gullible. So if I challenge things, it's because I'm, there's something not sitting right. I know when I was a kid, I was a late teenager, the topic of hell was a big one that I, I struggled with, and I didn't get an answer till 20 years later. That's right. Hell's not what you think it is. <laughs> anyway, that's just one of the topics. So if you got a question, uh, message us, email me. Um, uh, private message, message me on Facebook. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and, uh, we'll talk about some topics that you want to talk about right now. We're going down the one uh, we're t hitting the topics that typically are being talked about right now. And I think need to be addressed. So, all right. Talk to you guys next time. Hope you have a really, really, really great week. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.